Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks. We're two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves a good listicle. It's Frank. How are you today? I am so ready to talk about movies with you today. I'm glad you knew that a listicle was a combination of talking about a list and a musical. And then you <laughs> <laughs> listicle, the musical featuring. <laughs> wow. I know. Good times at, down at the rodeo. Uh, Frank, what are you uh, drinking today? I am drinking Blue Moon. Ooh, good a old, classic. Good tried and true Blue Moon Belgian White. Um, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've had one. Um, or at least since I've... Yeah, no, it's been a while since I've had a Blue Moon period. So it's nice to have a 12-pack of these in my fridge right now. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the last time I had a Blue Moon years ago at this point. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get some Blue Moon. There um, was a time when Blue Moon was like one of my absolute favorite beers. Like when I first got into drinking beer, I thought it was like yeah. exotic like or, or something, yes. you know, like it's not yes. it's not Bud Light, but they still have it at Applebee's so I can still get it. Um, and and my my <laughs> taste. Has... I said that that's too long for a title. Yeah. Because I would say make that to title. <laughs> it's so true. But, um, but you know, okay, my, my taste has changed and I've tried, tried lots of other things now and I've broadened my horizons. But then, you know, you come back every often and you're like, you know what? This is a damn good beer, though. I do enjoy it. It's, it's true that like, if, you're, if your entry beers or your cores or buds or millers or whatever, uh, it, Blue Moon did feel like, well, I'm a big beer drinker. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm oh, this is craft Blue beer. Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how silly. Mm. How silly are we? Um, it's still good though, you know, like I think that's um uh it's still really good. Like an orange slice. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a little heavy though. That's the only thing with Blue Moon that I, I do find it's like uh oh it's a nice summer beer, blue moon. I'm like it's kinda heavy for a summer beer. Yeah, it can be. Um, yeah. It can yeah. Yeah, it's not as light there are lighter beers for sure. Yeah. It, sure. It's still a wheat ale, so it's got, you know, the wheat so kind of. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. Well, yeah, I like it, though. But what are you drinking? Delicious. Uh, I am drinking, uh, just like the previous episode, uh, actually, I'm drinking a Great North Ale Works, a black, be- black beer, no, black bear beer. Whew, that's tough. Alliteration is hard, mm. Frank. Uh, beer bear. bear. Ale, uh, it, is a st- it is an imperial stout. It is delicious. Um, a Russian imperial stout to be specific about it. Um, it's delicious as it was before, but this is the last one from my uh, uh, for the lineup in my in my refrigerator. Uh, and as we slowly creep into the spring season, 
uh, I do feel that it is time to um, to to put away the stouts. Unless, of course, you're Frank Ramblings and you're like, summer's coming, got to get my stouts out. Get the stouts out. out. <laughs> <laughs> it's summertime. <laughs> Shorts and stouts. Shorts the Frank Rambling story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, shorts and stouts. Uh, yeah, I'm a little. Um, shorts and stouts. <laughs> oh, we were having way too much fun. Um, uh, so, too much fun. So hey, a few weeks ago we played a game you called IMD Debatable. IMD Debatable, where yes, we we I... looked at uh, IMDb's what five highest rated sci-fi movies. And Correct. talked about whether or not those films belonged on on such a list. And now you've brought me IMDb's ten highest rated best picture winners. Yes, I thought in this best picture season, the Oscar season, that we should be we should be speaking of what are some of the highest rated best picture winners out there. Um, and what I would like to do is go. This is the there are ten the ten highest. And I want to start at number ten, go to number one, and uh, keep everyone guessing. See cool. what the see what we're going to come up to next. Um, and so here, because it's the we talked about this on the previous, I am debatable that um, it is this is the algorithm of you know people voting for what is the best one. And so um, out of these ten, like there's been obviously a lot of best picture winners over the years. You can check out uh, Academy Rewind on the Thought Bubble Audio Network to dive more deeply into them. Um, Co-host uh, Palmer. And myself uh, going through every single every single Best Picture nominee um, year by year, and so um, almost done. We're on the you know the the sunset side of uh, um, of our our time in the sun with Academy Rewind. So, um, but you can check it out there. So obviously, there's there's so many out there that I don't think we could possibly be like. Well, it's not as good as the winners of 1954. Sure. We're not going to do that. So we're just going to look at this top ten list and see if it deserves its high accolades out of these ten. Um, do you feel like do you have another one that you like do know that you feel would be better placed in here? Mm. Because if you look at this list, which you'll see, that there's really nothing from the 1970s. Nothing from the everything's from the 70s or up. So yes, a lot of yes. Best picture winners in here that are excellent films that are just not on this list. Are any um, of these eighties? There's I see seventies, I see nineties and two thousands. No eighties films. No eighties films. Um, there's a reason for that because none of the eighties oh. movies were good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they were, but not to the level that some of the other ones are. Sure. So, like, yeah. Um, and I'll talk about that a bit too. So anyway, at number ten, Ridley Scott's Gladiator with an eight point five rating on the IMDb uh, rating list. I think this is absolutely deserved. Frank, Gladiator is a great movie, and I'm glad that it won Best Picture in two thousand. Yeah, two thousand it won Best mm-hmm, Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just rock solid. It's great. I think I watch it at least once a year. I do not. Um, I don't dislike it. Uh, I, I just don't have the same love for it that 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 you do. Um, I yeah. I don't know. It 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 doesn't stick with me in in quite the same way. I I don't know that I'd put it in my in my list of favorite best picture, like my ten favorite best picture um, winners. But it's I mean it's obviously it's like, I think it's a great film. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd put it on my list, though. I think it actually, in this list, it kind of fulfills a... It kind of fills a, a weird requirement of the Academy Awards. They just love their sword and sandals, their big epics. They do. Um, and so, whereas, like, Ben-Hur isn't on here, or... Ten Commandments, which didn't win, it was nominated, but didn't win. You know, like all those um, Spartacus, those sure. bigger this like really big um, biblical, you mm-hmm. know, or ancient world epics. Cleopatra, Cleopatra, good, yeah, like all of those are fine. But I think Gladiator is a, it is a better version of the a similar story in a lot sure, of ways. Sure, sure, sure. Like the, you know, it's not. It's not exactly breaking new ground in the storytelling department, but I think it is a really nice. It's one of those movies for me that like it hits every mark in what makes a good movie. It's not like oh that movie had a really good story, but the music was lousy, or like mm-hmm. the acting was okay, but it mm-hmm. had great visuals or whatever. I think it's strong from top to bottom. Yep, yep. It's got a good story, great music, production design is outstanding, costumes. It checks acting. like every box. It does. It checks all the boxes and. uh and plus, it gave the world Joaquin Phoenix, which is unless unless we hate him now, um, you know, prior to the, you know after we recorded this episode, I, yeah. which is great, you know. It all depends on whether or not we are entertained. Yes, correct. See, yeah, you know it well enough to say to to quote yeah. it. So, yeah, which is good. Um, number nine, also at an eight point five, uh, but I would assume slightly higher, is The Departed, which I do not think deserves to be on this list. I'm sorry. What did you call it, movie? The departed. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know you didn't hear me right. Yeah. 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 The departed is on this list. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. No. I think no. this movie. I think the departed is really overrated, Frank. I kind yeah. of agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad yeah, you said it first, though. Wild. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I mean, we're friends, so obviously we share similar opinions sometimes. But like, I. That's not an opinion. I mean, I'm saying it now on the thing that will be broadcast to millions of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably. Um, yeah, definitely. But uh, the, I just, it's good. It's like it's like it's it's quality. Scorsese. Everybody acts well in it. It's it's all fine though. Like it doesn't really do anything interesting or new for me. And I I don't. I mean, you weren't living in Boston at the time that this movie came mm-hmm. out. But it was in the era of like, oh my god, they're filming in Boston. They're filming yeah. in the area. Yeah, this yeah. movie's about us. Look at—he's wearing a Red Sox hat. Yeah, this movie is made about me, and I don't think like, I don't know how it plays elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, uh, you know, like we've thank goodness at least lost that sheen a bit in the area a little bit, like. People aren't screaming like Manchester by the sea. It's yeah, about yeah, me. right, right. He's right. wearing a Red Sox hat. Like you don't have that same effect now. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely, but, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if Goodwill Hunting had won Best Picture, that would be on this list instead. Uh, yeah, I think it lost to Shakespeare in Love. If that I'm sounds not right. Mistaken, but uh, it won um, Best Screenplay, Best uh, Original yeah. Screenplay, and Robin Williams won. Freaking yep, Robin Williams did win. Yeah, it should be on this list though. It's just an amazing. It's an yeah. amazing movie. Good if that had won, that would be in the slot. I think. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. I I don't think I've ever really encountered anybody that oh, Goodwill Hunting overrated. Yeah. Never, no. Yeah, Boston or not Boston. Exactly. Right? You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, but I um, I don't know. Is that maybe that's because it's just uh. It's a little more original 
like I guess yeah. than than The Departed, which is if I'm not mistaken, it's actually a remake of a different movie. I thought it was um, an adaptation of a novel. I don't know. Let's I, you all know, use our lookups. Let's all use look- our lookups. Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese really wanted Al Pacino. Film won the best picture. Martin Scorsese said that he was surprised the film had won. Hmm. Mark Wahlberg easily fell back into his native accent. Felt that it was so thick that he needed subtitles. Ah, those were the days. The the only remake of a foreign film to win Academy Award for Best Picture. Okay. Huh. So yeah, remake of a foreign I, film. Yeah. Um, deliberately chose not to watch Mugan Dao, the original film that it was based on, until after he completed the film. There it is. Hmm. Mugan Dao. Mugan Dao. That's an interesting choice. Yep, so he like, hurt, he, I guess he must have gotten the script and said it was an adaptation and been like, okay, I'm just going to work off of the script and mm-hmm. then I will mm-hmm. go back and, and watch for his visual cues. I mean, that's smart. I mean, it, in some ways it makes it as original to him as it can possibly be the work of and the adaptation of something else. So um, that's fine. But yeah, I, I think it's fine. It's a good movie, but I don't think it deserves to be on a top like these are the top. Yeah. Movies. Again, I think this is the kind of thing where if Scorsese had had you know had won sooner, one of those films would have been on this list instead. Maybe that's true because I think he does. I think there are a few films in his earlier arsenal that maybe deserve. Yeah, because uh, this was the one. Instead. This was the one where it was sort of like we're giving you the Oscar because you didn't get it the other ten times or whatever. You know, we didn't give it to you for Raging Bull. Or exactly. Driver, like, do you remember or anything I th- else that you've done? I think I think that was the year that like. Lucas and Spielberg uh, like came out and and presented it to him and and it was like we all knew as soon as we saw them come out that it was going to go to Scorsese. Right. I feel like it was that year. I mean like, you know, they didn't do it that way on purpose. But it was sort of like if they're not there because they're about to give this award to Scorsese then then why are they there? Um yeah. Yeah. I I feel like yeah. that's that's sort of why why that's on this list. It's because it's a Scorsese movie and and the the one that won an Oscar. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I agree with you. Let's um, talk about a movie that does absolutely deserve to be on this list. Number eight at an eight point six is the Silence of the Lambs. I am just surprised it's at number eight out of ten on this list. I am not because it it doesn't. There are parts of it that don't age very well. Mm, okay, um, it's been a while. So there's because the, um, Buffalo Bill, the um, kind of the mm. serial killer of the of the film the the main antagonist is um it he he's a he's transgender but he's not transgender that's, and it's all that's like, right that's right they handle that really poorly in the way that they're like he thinks he is but he's really not and like they have this like whole thing back and forth and so some of it just doesn't some of it just doesn't play well with today what you know today's yeah uh, what we know now cultural movement <clears throat> yeah so. So maybe that maybe that's why it gets a little thing, or you know how people are like, "Ew, this movie gross that has blood yeah and yeah downgrade. yeah something like a single along those lines." But um, I just it sounds like it's spectacular though. It is. Oh yeah, it's it's it is such a good and, uh, movie. You and Palmer had a really good conversation about it recently on Academy Rewind. I mean, recently, I say recently, it was in the last within the last six months or so. Um, but um. Uh, yeah, I remember you, you did address that and you, you, you broke it down really nicely, I thought. So I'll, I'll actually put a link in the show notes to that episode in particular because I thought that was, uh, that was Thanks, one of, one of your, one of your best ones. And, and really, I mean, anything, 
anything we talk about here that where you talked about the movie, I'll try to put those in the show notes. Yeah, I'm, I I I don't want to be uh, biased here, but the '90s really were a quality time for filmmaking. Yes, like, there was some yeah. really good stuff that came out in the '90s, and going back and doing Academy Rewind and looking, I'm like, okay, well, the '80s are up. Uh, it's, not, it's not it's not a great time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the '50s are up. Oh, it's not it's not a great time for movies. Like, there are some good ones, but most of the time it's like, oh, it's a drag. It's not like, you're like yes, it's the 40s, we're going to get some great movies, or yes, the 60s, let's go. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not going to, it doesn't always work like that, but whenever a 90s movie comes around, like, you can almost bet your bottom dollar that you're going to enjoy all five of them, if not four out of five. Right, right. Um, yeah. There's just a lot of there's a lot of good creativity happening at that time. And Silence of the Lambs is a good one. It's the, four, it's the first horror film to win a Best Picture. Like, mm. it's actually, like, like a really important to cinema history. Right. That it, you know, it um, it beat out Beauty and the Beast, Frank. I know, the like first that. the first animated film, or not, I mean, not the first, yeah, the first animated film to get nominated for. Yeah, because um, Snow White is technically the first, but it was a special award. Yes. For, um, for Walt Disney, it was really in the Best Picture. Category. It wasn't in the category, yeah. Yeah, special technical um, achievement or something. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, so uh, next up on the list is number seven at is Parasite at another at an eight point six. Also, you could consider a horror thriller definitely. Movie. So I think it's interesting that the next horror thriller mm. is they're right next to one another. But what I also find more interesting about Parasite is that it's a foreign film. Yes, and it's really high on this list, which I think speaks to the quality of the movie because there's. Uh, international films are tough for some people. Like yep. you tell somebody, like you got to read, they're like, oh, "Yeah, that's not why I watch movies?" Right, and, like, right. Yeah, and you're like, "Just get over yourself." Like, yeah, just, it's it's not hard. Like, just read. Um, but even if you don't read, you the emotions are there. That's the beauty of a movie. You actually don't need to hear it or to understand the words to most of the time understand what was happening. It's true. Like, yeah, it, it is true. Enough. Yeah. Parasite really 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 was like a phenomenon that year though. 2019 like it it blew up. Everyone everyone had seen it seemingly. You know, like which for yeah. for a foreign film, I mean obviously more so after it won best picture um than people who hadn't seen it made a point of seeing it, but um but it was like sort of the most I can remember people having seen a foreign film um, and and oh, being able to talk about it. That's right. I'd say that it probably since Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that's probably the last time I, there was like a, like a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. People were like, I have to see this this movie. Yeah, um, I think that's right. That, that was probably the last big one for the Academy. For the Academy, yeah. 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 And so then, like, I think it really does. It, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you use your words. No, I, I was going to say that that's now happening with TV series too, where you have like Squid Game, which also took right. off in a big way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I do like the Squid Game offers you the option to dub. That's true. So like, yes, that's Netflix. true. Yes. So I know this. Uh, it's a bit of a, it's a different kind of business. It but, is um, different. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I think Parasite deserves its place on this list. It I is think so. Really, really top notch. Oh, so good. What is yeah. has has he done anything? Bong Joon-ho done anything I since don't then? I think so, but I haven't really been following his career, yeah. so I'm not. I'm, I'm, not I'm very, I'm very interested in whatever he does next. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on number six on this list? Number six on the list had an eight point seven. Is one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and I, it's fine. Like I don't think it plays very well today. 
um, anymore. There's some really good stuff in it, and there's some really not good stuff in it. Um, and uh, just the where we are again with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I you know, like sometimes it's good to look at movies as period pieces. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, oh, this is like they're treating these things like um, like as they would back then. I see what they're doing, but like sometimes like the the way people think about stuff like because the whole point of one for those cuckoo's nest is like look how awful these institutions are for the mentally ill like we should really be helping more than hindering and uh and there's like still like now even further along you're like there's even more work to be Mm. to be done um and so but it's a good stepping stone but it's a great performance by jack nicholson um and i can't remember who plays nurse ratchet but she is just the worst and the best what a great she's a great character to hate um yeah what do you think um i've actually not seen this one i actually have not seen cuckoo's nest yeah oh yeah i think it's worth the i think it's worth a watch um like it's not bad i think it's just more it's more of its time than maybe some people want to admit that it is okay um, gotcha. And so gotcha. some movies really truly can be timeless and they mm-hmm. don't really show their their age. Um uh, and but Cuckoo's Nest does. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fair. So Fair. Yeah. It's one of those it's one of those films like, you know, that I I I know I need to see and I'm sort of like, "Oh, how have I not seen that?" Um but yeah, that's but the there beauty you go. of Academy Rewind. It forces you to watch movies that went oh, right. should have seen right. that many years ago. So um, next up at number five, at an eight point eight, Forrest Gump. Sometimes they call that film Forrest Gump. Mm. Um, did you love Forrest Gump? Yeah, I love Forrest Gump. Yeah, I it's do. hard not to love, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, it's great. I I don't like. It was a phenomenon in its own way yeah. when it came out. Like I remember watching Forrest Gump at school, like hmm. one year. Like every oh we gotta make the kids watch Forrest Gump hmm. <laughs> okay, um, but uh, there are parts of it that that are certainly aged. Um, you know that's not always obviously the marker of a quality movie. Yeah, like, sure. Obviously things things are gonna things are gonna age and not age. But there's um, I don't know, uh, it's just it's whimsy and I don't like it's not so deep that it's like um. That it, I don't know. I can't. I'm not putting my. I'm not putting words in correctly uh, anymore. But do you know what I'm trying to say without saying anything? Yeah. Um. It it has it has a sense of wonder, a sense of whimsy. Um. But do you feel like uh, those things don't? There's not enough substance to to offset that, or or what's the? Maybe. I mean, like, if you look at the rest of this list, like, um, like even Parasite, Silence of the Lambs, what's coming up there, like. Forrest Gump almost feels kind of weirdly like a, well, isn't that just nice? It's kind it's of a Forrest feel-good Gump. movie. It's a feel-good yeah. movie, and not all of these are there because they're feel-good movies. But then again, like, not everything on here is here because, like, this is the, if Gladiator is here because it's the Swords and Sandals movie on this list, then Forrest Gump is the feel-good entry on the list. That's a great point. That's a very good, it's a really good point. Um because there are some Academy winners that are just plain feel good. Yeah. Like, we needed one of those this year. Yeah, like, totally. And, and Forrest Gump is that. And Forrest Gump is that movie. Forrest Gump is it, yeah. 
I think it's it is it is what I would expect this movie to, to be here and it, and to be in the top five because again this is top ten highest rated by IMDb users ratings and this is a, a, a like ludicrously popular movie ludicrously beloved you know like like it's just like beyond words almost how popular it is and how how beloved it is so like of course it's in the top five and of course it's like what sort of by the popular vote um would be in the top 10 of of best picture winners so yeah i think i think it makes sense that it's here it i definitely would expect it to to be here and i i maybe would expect it to be higher but maybe that's me sort of being cynical about i I think that that people would put the the feel-good movie higher up but um but i'm glad that it's there i think it belongs there i i it, yeah. you know i think there are enough people like me looking at that score to be like like it's very good but there's like something missing that it, like mm-hmm. it just doesn't like wrap around completely to be like the perfect movie i get I that i get that yeah um at number four breaking our hearts at an 8.9 is schindler's list uh absolutely deserves its place absolutely on this list. one of the best films ever made spielberg's um, uh film school entry yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh this is a, a master where you can feel the care that went in by every single person oh at God, every single yeah. second and it is just um it's funny because a lot of schindler's listed like the, the your mind goes to like you know the cleansing of the ghettos or the camps or like things like that but there's like a there's a story there oh yeah you know of oscar schindler and it's a very affecting story uh right up until the very end because he's played so pitch perfectly by liam neeson Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and um and uh you know a career turn for ray fines yeah kingsley that's right some really top quality stuff in there and uh I would probably push it a little higher up on the list I if was, it were me. I was going to say, I would put it at, at number three at a minimum. Yeah, well, I think I know why you would put it at a number three if we go to our number three. Oh, we well, yeah, not, 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 not just because of, <laughs> irrespective of what's on this list, just meaning, like, I think it should be in the top three. Yeah, but definitely, um, I agree. And I would actually tell you where I, I would smush things down as we go on, but mm. it's at number three. Frank is the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King, at an eight point nine. Quite possibly the most perfect movie ever made. Fight me on it. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, no, I so he's ever made though. You as a Lord of the Rings fan, so so you would you would when we were talking about the top five list, the top five sci-fi films, we thought it was interesting that like Empire Strikes Back was on there, but not Star Wars, for example, yeah. um, and that Terminator Two was on there, but not the Terminator. So. You know, in light of that conversation from a month or two ago, where how do you feel about Return of the King being on here, but neither of the first two films from that trilogy? Well, I guess the first two didn't win the best picture, so oh, like, okay, would, fair, that's fair, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be that's kind of where I would I would put that where they were all made at the same time. Yeah, that's they right. Were filmed in one chunk over a year and a half without reshoots and whatever. So, um, looking at the other movies that came out those years and what one, I think Chicago and Moulin, no, Moulin Rouge. No, yeah, Moulin Rouge would have been before that. No, what one, but, um, uh, it's return to the King winning is kind of like a, here's an award for all of your, yeah. Okay. These three, that's always kind of how I've seen it. Yes. Yes. it, It, it still holds the record for the most awards 
nominated and won mm-hmm. not just for the Oscars but by like of like all awards anything. I gotcha. It's just a, an insane amount of accolades. But um um so that's kind of where I sit. I I would push it higher. I would probably push it to number 2 mm-hmm. if not number 1, but at that point I'm just getting that's because I just enjoy it more. Like I just you know uh, there's really not a weak spot in there, and I think that's uh, numbers four to the top, especially. No, there's nothing weak about these movies. Like, I, yeah. I mean, especially if you can get over, like, you don't, you dislike fantasy. It's not your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dislike, yeah it's taking it out of it. It's not yeah. your jam. So, um, you know, but objectively, like, it's it technically and emotionally, like, near as perfect as you can get for making a movie. Mm-hmm. So it hits all its marks. Um, I just love it so much. Mm. So good. So good. But um, do you want to talk about more of it or more things or do you want to move to number I eight? have I have nothing really to, to say. You've said I the things. About you. I just didn't want to steamroll. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Should we talk about one and two together? We should. I agree. Uh, numbers one and two respectively with a 9.2 and a 9.0 is The Godfather and The Godfather Pat 2. Um. Wild, wild that, that the first and the second are not only the highest rated, but Godfather is two points above. Yeah, Godfather one. Do you know how hard it is to get a nine point two on IMDb? Uh, yeah, seriously. Like, there are some top quality movies that like people adore across the world, and they're like seven point nine. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's always somebody out there giving it a half a star for no reason. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah, Empire Strikes Back got 8.7 on this scale. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? But anyway, oh. The Godfather 1 and 2. Um, I like The Godfather more than Part 2, so I'm on board for this ranking. I'm this with you on that. I'm with you on that. I like I like Part 1. Why do people say the second one is better? It's, I don't oh, understand. I don't, again, I don't, you know, I don't, I see why people say the second one is better, but in terms of what I like, I like one and then two. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. But from like uh, an object, for all the things you were just saying about, about Return of the King, like from, from an objective standpoint of, of the filmmaking, go down the list of all the things that go into making a film and all the things that, think of every category you can get nominated for at, at the Academy Awards. And I think Godfather Part Two like checks most of those boxes in some in some ways that Godfather Part One doesn't doesn't necessarily to the same degree, um, but I like the story of Godfather Part One. I guess more I'm more yeah I'm more drawn to it. And and Part Two is also very 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 good and and technically excellent in in every way. Uh, but in terms of my personal ranking, I, I rank them, you know, one and then two. I just rank number one. Yeah. yeah I just, uh, I, part of that, I think, is just Brando. Like, I, I think that, uh, I yeah. think that Don Corleone is the, or Vito, I should say, is, um, he's the most interesting character yeah. in, in the trilogy. Um, and so, and of course, you get him also in two, but you don't, De Niro's great, but it's not Brando. It's not Brando. Yeah, it's just uh, there's just something really magical about the his magnetism in that. Yes, movie. it's just it's really, and I think it Coppola like it's a really subtle movie. Like it, it's not like if you don't yes. like if that so like that opening scene of The Godfather 
where it's the wedding and whatever else, but he's like, you know, I need you to do me this favor and the back and forth. And if you don't like think about the placement of like, uh, like the guy and the size of Don Corleone's desk and the way that it's tilted in the room and what that says about Corleone, it, like it doesn't tell you. It's just there, mm -hmm. and it's all for you to take in and accept and to watch. I just think the, you know, I love a good downfall, mm -hmm. you know, like watching a character being like, no, okay, that's not me. I'm not my family. And then by the end, he's freaking baptizing, like, a yeah. member into the family, being the family. Like, it's just a really well-constructed movie. It um, is, and it... it... <sighs> it demands something of you as the audience. Like you are a participant in it. It doesn't just serve everything up to you. Um, and just sort of say like, you know, here, here's everything you need to know. Like it, you need to think it makes you think it does. You have to pay attention. Like there's no question. Like you, like it, um, Part of that, I think, is the error that movies were made where they mm -hmm. it was not you were not getting spoon fed information the way that we do now. Yeah, um, like you have to make the connections to yourself. I'm sorry. Like critical thinking is an important part of the enjoyment process here. Um, so I I just don't love part two the way that I love one. So it, it, me, if I had to reorder these, I'd probably go. Objectively speaking, I'd probably say The Godfather is a better movie. So I'd say like okay. Godfather, Return of the King, Schindler's List, and then maybe Godfather Part Two after that. Mm -hmm. That's what's probably where I would. Uh, and then I might even leave the rest. I'd take out Cuckoo's Nest and The Departed. I'd throw in other movies, but um, sure. But you'd make sure Jaws and Jurassic Park were on there somewhere, and. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, those two <laughs> non-best picture winners just got to... No, also technically perfect in every way. Yes. What a marvelous movies. You know, honestly, I don't really know what I would... I don't I don't know what I would put exactly. Maybe Shape of Water, which I think is like... Oh, is sure. Like a, yes. a, a technically perfect film also makes you think... Um, um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Mm. Um, Good Will Hunting. Um, I don't know. Maybe even The Sound of Music. I don't know. Spotlight. These are some of the. Oh yeah, Spotlight. Some of the best movies that. Yeah, these are some of the best movies the Academy has. I I'm surprised. Um, not not from a personal taste perspective, but from a popularity contest perspective, I'm surprised Titanic isn't on this list. Wow, that's a really good point. I had not thought about Titanic right? being absent from this list. Huh. All right, well, now I already used to look up, but I don't care. There are no rules today, Frank. I Titanic. think... Titanic? Yeah, Titanic is surprising. Has a 7.8. Whoa. So it's not even close. Not even close. It's not even close. Gladiator's at an 8.5. So, see? I There are still surprises. Yeah, you that know, is... Because, the people, because there's a good contingent of people who love titanic who are not also rating things on IMDb. yeah that's yeah that's right yeah 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 but i would have thought the same people who put forrest gump so high on this list would have put titanic up there too mm. it would have been my assumption and i would have been wrong um i don't know there's, mm. a, there's something extraordinarily corny about titanic oh absolutely it, like it's like where it's it wears its heart on its sleeve like you just wouldn't sure you wouldn't believe sure you know sure but, sure um, um so i i don't think it sits in the caliber of these. So it's like Forrest Gump wears its heart on its sleeve, 
but it is also like a masterwork in in storytelling and yeah. acting. Uh, and I don't think that Titanic is that. Yeah. Um. It's like you are spoon fed a lot in Titanic. There are no mysteries. Sure. People feel sure. what they feel. That's right. The that's right. Yes. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it extraordinarily entertaining. But it does. Maybe, yes. Yeah. There needs to be ambiguity and subtlety in some respects to mm-hmm. um to I think a, a uh maybe a best picture winner or a top ten best picture winner and. This list fills that category. There's a lot of ambiguity, like who who's in the right, who's in the wrong, how does it end? We're not really sure. Sure. You need to keep the conversation going. Yes, and, yes. And if the biggest question about Titanic is, could he really get on the door? <laughs> like, then then that's that's not enough. Right, right. No, yeah, I agree. buoyancy. Watch yeah. the movie. He tries. <laughs> he, he tries. And it doesn't work. Mm. Like, do you all forget that bit in the movie where he actually does try to get on the door and it sinks it? Yeah, see? Yeah. We weren't paying attention. Frank. Yes, sir. Time for our next, it is time for our next segment of Read Up. Yeah. Up, up, uh, the segment where we talk about books intellectually and stuff. What you been reading? Uh, Frank, I read A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man by James Joyce. Oh, nice. Um, which I had never tackled or wanted to tackle before um but uh, uh basically it was for work um mm-hmm. so uh long story short and uh i freaking loved it i'm like upset at myself that i hadn't read it really like a long time ago james joyce has an extraordinarily like um uh fearful uh, they um, we can't think of the right word. So when I said intellectually and stuff, that was <laughs> moment. Um, emphasis on the end stuff. He has a, he has a reputation as being of being quite difficult mm-hmm. uh, to to, to read. get as a reader, and so because it, it, a lo- he is one of the pioneers of stream of consciousness writing, in which you just kind of write and the way that the writing goes, the way the characters think, just kind of flow. Like, oh, Frank, uh, today, oh, you're wearing a brown shirt. Oh, you know what? Boxes are brown. You know, there's a box shortage in the world right now. There's a cardboard shortage, which means we don't have a boxes. Does that mean that Amazon is going to start delivering in bubble wrap now more than boxes? Like, shouldn't they just do that more? But actually, bubble wrap is bad for the environment. What else is bad for the environment? <laughs> I miss icebergs. Remember when icebergs were a thing? I like iceberg lettuce. Maybe I should have a salad for dinner tonight because I had pizza last night. And I re- that's good old stream of consciousness yes, for you. you yeah. know, a lot of a lot of our minds work that way. And so that can be very disjointing as a reader mm. um to uh, uh to follow along with. But man oh man, Portrait of an Artist as a young man is great. It's about this Irish kid, Irish Catholic kid, um, who's going to school and like he's just living in nineteenth century Catholic Ireland, uh and he just it's just his it's just his coming of age buildings roman story and he's like wants to be an artist but that is not it's just not in the cards baby um and like and what is what is art and the nature of beauty and it's just a really gorgeous um story not long uh if you're if you're if you're too scared to read the words mm. there's a audible um has it narrated by colin farrell ooh, uh, ooh. native native islander colin farrell yes and, uh, it is that is also a good that's a good way to 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 tackle it um so would recommend uh a portrait of the artist as a young man 
five stars. Nice. Really I am. I am. I admit, I am a, a bit intimidated by James Joyce ever since high school. So I did I, you have to do James Joyce in high school? <clears throat> uh, I had to read some of, some of school? some of Dubliners. <laughs> yeah, I had to read some 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 oh, bits okay. of Dubliners. Um, but uh, yeah, I do. I remember feeling intimidated, but I've. I can read James Joyce. I just have to really buckle down and like, it's hard. Commit yourself. Commit, yeah, yeah, I have to commit. Um, but Colin Farrell reading me the audiobook doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, he's native Dubliner himself. So yeah, the accent is authentic to the area. Right, which, right. Uh, I like mm. so nice. It's good. Yeah, so I, I do recommend. Um, it's 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 first. So um, it's Joyce's first. So yes. it's a little bit more reader friendly. Than trying to tackle Ulysses or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, that's that. That is a portrait of Young Man, and that is this segment of Read Up. Nice. Well, that is also a wrap on this week's episode of Beer with Geeks. Thanks for uh, listening along with us. You can find us at beerwithgeeks.com, thoughtbubbleaudio.com to hear Academy Rewind and and uh, other shows that we're both on. Uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. And uh, you can rate and review us uh, anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can leave us a rating and review. You can subscribe and never miss an episode of the show and tell a friend. Um, yeah, those are those are the ways. Those are the things to do. So enjoy the Oscars. And uh, Tim, until next time. Cheers. cheers.